I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. I guess 21, that's, that's my favorite age. Oh, oh I love 21 I love that age. Oh, you're a virgin? Oh, yeah. Oh, funny. Oh, oh. Like, it's like DTF, but for Persian. So, like, for example, you're going, to, Ken- okay, you're going to Kenisa, and you, you sit in the front row. Kenisa. You're WGM. episode something of season two of persian girl podcast thank you for still listening i feel like everyone's about to like they're about to just like turn it off i know they're like fuck this fuck natalie where's millie at i'm here i'm here (laughs) oh my god half of the listeners are like who's millie yeah (laughs) (laughs) well enough about obnoxious laugh enough about (laughs) us we're here today with Maytal Mizrahi why do you say today like that we're here today because obviously we're in camp (laughs) Natalie let me introduce the guest (laughs) fuck we're here with Maytal Mizrahi (laughs) hello and she's a non-Persian girl um well she's our she I know you're 23 yes you're younger she's a baby essentially <laughs> yeah in your early 20s every year is like 10 year difference apparently <laughs> no, um and sh- yeah we're i guess we're just gonna grill her and make her talk shit about Persians yeah. and <laughs> like, let's make it happen may, let's may, have some may racist tal- conversation <laughs> metal has grown up surrounded by persians but isn't persian herself so it's interesting to get like an outsider insider's perspective it's kind of like nick caraway from the great gatsby you know he was (laughs) within but without he was like an insider but an outsider tell us more tell us about the green light natalie (laughs) you mean like the green lantern did you read the book i read read the book twice (laughs) okay You say that about every book, though. You say no, you I've only Anna read Karenina. two books twice. Anna Karenina and Great Gatsby. Every other book I've read twice. So why to be the two books you guys have mentioned? I read both of them twice. Oh my god, Anna Karenina, though. I rented it for my high school. Okay, this is really hard for me to edit all of this. No, but it should be in it. 
I rented Anna rented up for my high school, and me and my friend used to sit in my car because we're losers, and we used to smoke hookah in my car and drink wine. And at one point, I dropped a hookah coal on Anna Karenina and spilled wine on it, and I brought it back to the librarian, and I'm like, I got it like this. <laughs> and, and she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Oh, and she was Israeli. Like, she was looking at me so judgy. She's like, mm-hmm. I want that copy of Anna Karenina with the hookah coal burned through it and wines. Oh, that's character. Yeah, looked, that's character. It looks so sad. Oh. It's a novelty item now. Yeah, but also what kind of loser sits in her car and smokes a mini hookah? Like, I was such a fucking loser. Like, there's hookah coal burns at the bottom of my Don't car. Worry. Beverly Hills High kids did that too. Oh my god, really? They're losers like me? Yep. Sitting right here. Hey! <laughs> So, so back to Maytal. Mm. Tell us about tell us about yourself. Okay, I am from Long Island. Um, I went to high school in Great Neck, so I'm Ooh. really familiar with the She's Persian in community. It. I was like in it, in it. <laughs> um, a lot of my friends were Mashadi, Tehrani. Um, I like know the deal. <laughs> I don't know. Like they were also. Was, can I just say, LA Persians don't know what a Mashadi is. It's really? a New York thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess they have they have a community in Milan and in yeah. Greenock. Like yeah. like LA Persians don't know about the incest and all of that. Incest. Like, so oh basically, Mashhad was an area, a province in Iran, and basically all the families. Well, most were of the families there, <laughs> they they were Russians that like escaped persecution and came to yeah. Iran. And Mashhad is one of the closest cities in Iran to Russia, so they settled in uh, Mashhad. And they would get their, uh, this is what I heard, they would get their kids engaged to their cousins to like keep money in the family, but also because um, there were so little Jews in Mashhad, and the only Jews in Mashhad were like the Russian ones who yeah. escaped persecution. And like these um, like other religions in Iran, these men would come try to marry the daughters. So in order to avoid like mixed marriage, because you know how Jews are, um, it's better to do incest. Than yeah, that. so they would get their kids engaged to their like own first cousins and things like that. Tradition so, has sustained yeah. all these years. Yeah, because <laughs> even now most mashadis marry mashadis. Yeah, I mean it's like I don't I don't know it, it is what it is. It, it's I don't know if it's about like keeping money in the family or as much as it is like wanting to know where you're like the family of the person that. Maytel's trying to give real political answers no. up in this bitch. Like, no, just... it's not. A, it's not about. Cause it's not incest necessarily. It's about like they want to know the family. They want to make sure like their kid is like safe, like secure wise in terms of like money, like security, like that. In a sense, I understand that because um, one of these dating apps, uh, J Swipe, used to have a feature where if you had mutual friends on Facebook with the other person it would show you your mutual friends and i was always more likely to swipe right on someone i had mutual friends with because it's kind of like a comfort to like know that you know mutual people and that it's not a complete stranger yeah it was like kind of a safety net it like felt nice like have mutual yeah Yeah. i guess there's a fine line though between mutual first cousins and and mutual friends on facebook (laughs) a very fine line i think also like over the years it's become it's not as much like oh you have like like you have to marry machetes, but also like you can't really be friends with non machetes. Like, oh yeah. Like, once you get older, like there are, like I was friends with a lot of machetes in high school, and like almost the second we graduated, they all kind of like dropped off because they all were like surrounded with their own community. It wasn't just like machetes, also like 
Tehrani is and like Persians in general, like they really kept to themselves. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, like as we as we got older for sure. So you don't like know where like you don't talk to them anymore now? No. I'm not friends with any of my high school friends really anymore because like a lot of them are Persian and they kind of like did their own thing. And also like they're super marriage centric and I'm just very much not. <laughs> and I'm just not. And um it, it became difficult because they're they're when you're a super marriage centric, you're very concerned about your appearance. You're very concerned about the way that boys look at you and like I'm sorry, I'm drinking champagne <laughs> and as I sipped it, a bubble flew up and the champagne went up my nose. That's a sa- Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> well now it's Sauvignon Blanc my nose. Like it's uh, it's up there. That was witty. <laughs> Shut up my tongue. <laughs> Who, who invited People you? People are gonna Google me. Tommy's <laughs> <laughs> this man? I feel like, so bad for whoever. There's like a million Maytalmis Rockies in the world. It's like such a like you have such a boring Maytalmi name. Rockies. What is when it's when not Millie, an Israeli when, accent? You're just putting on a weird voice. When Millie does an Israeli accent, she just acts like her tongue is too big for her mouth, and she's like swallowing her tongue as she talks. Maytalmi Rockies. Like what is? It sounds like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't well, I'm doing it. I did bad so you could do it yourself. Meitan Mizrahi. Wow, so good. I love it. Okay. Meitan Mizrahi. Meitan. Like, why in your mind, like, at, like, how do you hear that and then your brain just translates it to, like, the thing that's coming out of your mouth? Meitan Mizrahi. Like, what is that? Like, where, where are you going wrong here? I have What's this, like, that? desire to, like, oh. <laughs> Like, I feel like Millie has only met, like, creepy older Israeli men whose tongues really are too big for their mouth. I'm actually <laughs> referencing an Israeli woman relative of mine who sounds... <laughs> such a She's bitch. just odd. <laughs> no, she's just super Israeli. I love her, though. She's Does, so does she have, like, an abnormally large tongue? No, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it. I'm, like, okay. trying to sound like her, but she just has if a really thick so. accent. But she doesn't sound so like her. Ba- so, back to not being marriage-centric. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm at the champagne up my nose like (laughs) so so integral um yeah i mean i think also just growing up around a lot of persians it made me feel like i should be marriage centric um like wgm was a thing in high school what the fuck is wgm want to get married what like if a girl was like if a girl really like it's like dtf but for persians so like for example you're going to okay you're going to kenisa and you you sit in the front row you're wgm what you, oh if you're if you are good at cooking and like to talk about it if you post Wait, pictures of babies i'm often. so oh, i'm yeah, so the opposite of wgm wgm i'm the opposite of wgm because on first dates i talk about how bad i am at cooking i like to tell guys how i set toasts on fire twice <laughs> just in to my set life. expectations yeah just because i think i hate the expectation like i hate this stereotype that i'm I'm Persian, so I'm good at cooking. So mm-hmm. on dates, I used to purposely tell guys, like, oh my god, I've set toast on fire twice. And a lot of the time, they laugh. Like, they think I'm joking. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. And they're, they still confused. They're like... So <laughs> did you ever, like, fall... You said, like, you fell kind of into that... Like, yeah, it became... I mean, like... Were you WGM? I was <laughs> never WGM. But it definitely seeped into, like, a, like, almost an ideal. Like, it wasn't the way I was, but it was the way I thought that I should be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, more and more I'm meeting people. Actually, someone, like, a Persian girl I know who I always thought was, like, eccentric. And she is. You know, you could still, like, want to get married and, and be eccentric, like, whatever. 
But um, I, I just wasn't expecting what she said. And she was like, oh, yeah, I want to be married, like, really soon. And I want to have kids before I'm 30. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wasn't expecting that from I you. I think that's such a toxic and, way to think. Yeah, Because, like, then same, you're marrying anyway, someone for the sake of getting married instead of marrying someone you actually love. Yeah, but, like, so more and more I just keep meeting people who are like, oh, yeah, when I was younger I thought I would be, like, married. And she said this too. She's like, I thought I would be married with kids at 21. And she's like, obviously that's not, like, how I think now. But, like, when I was younger I always thought that way. And I never, ever thought that way. And there's a lot of girls now who are, like, really wild and they're like, oh, yeah, but, like, I used to think when I was a kid that I would be married at 21 with kids. And I, I mean, don't know. I think everyone thought they'd be married I, in their early 20s with kids. I, I never, I I never thought, thought that, that way. That. I never thought that it's way. It's because of Great Neck, I'm telling you. Even when you were little? No, like people thought, in Beverly Hills thought that way too. I, I just like, my parents never But like, like when said I was six years old, 21 sounded ancient. So I thought 21 was a normal age because you were a six year old. Like. I, for some reason, I was, like, realistic with age. When I was a little kid, I would be like, I'm going to be a career woman, and, like, I'm not getting married until I'm at least 30. I would say this. <laughs> you would. <laughs> before I was a double digit. <laughs> I swear, also, ask my family. Before I was a double digit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember becoming a double digit? You're like, I'm such a big girl. I'm 10. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, Oh my God. I couldn't wait to be a teen. So, anyways, oh my, like, well, did now you, did you feel these married. feelings since you were around <laughs> Persians, or... Like, I mean, what, I, are your, what are your parents' like stance on this kind of stuff? Because you are, what's your background again? I'm Israeli. Israeli. I know, I know. I'm but, Israeli. Uh, like Moroccan. Yeah. Um, so. Just trying to give the listeners <laughs> some context. <laughs> um, my parents, honestly, they're not. They're like traditional. But they were never. They were never like pressuring me to like date or get married. Actually, the opposite. My dad was like constantly like being like men are a waste of time like you should be independent like never like rely on a guy to give you money or security or anything like you should create your own career and like worst case scenario you get married and have to like depend on your your husband for money you know yeah yeah like that kind of thing um so it was never coming from like the home it was also it was just like it was it was just my friends it was something that they it was an ideal that they held that was really important to them and kind of like that influenced my own idea of what was important and I think because it was around me so much, I kind of, like, in my mind, went in the exact opposite direction, where I was like, fuck getting married, I never want to get married ever, like, I don't even want to have kids. Yeah. Like, I I was just like, it was like, it was almost like, this is what the perfect person is supposed to be like, and I know that I'm never going to be perfect, so, like, fuck it entirely. Um, I feel that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of resonate with that in the Persian community, where they're like, either I have to be, like so promiscuous or I have to be perfect and there's a middle ground that exists and I think most people fall in that middle ground you know I mean I think for me it was never expected of me to be that like even like with my grandma like when she would ask my other cousins girl cousins for help with cooking or setting the table I was never asked and I think it has to do with the fact that my mom's Israeli so like on my dad's side on my Persian side like I was just always looked at as Nobody expects anything of Natalie. Yeah. Because she's also Israeli and she's going to be wild and she's going to do this. And you're like, like, you're put in a box. And, and anytime you're put in a box, it's never accurate. 
Yeah. No, except my box kind of was accurate. Like, I was happy no one had expectations of me because, like, I am the cousin who, like, pierced her nose and got a tattoo and had a belly button ring and, like, all this stuff. That doesn't mean you can't help clean the table. You know what I mean? Like, when you put someone in a box, you start to make assumptions about things that are wrong. I enjoyed my box. I don't want to clean the table. I feel you. I feel you. But, I I mean, that's just an example. Like, in anything. It's like, oh, Natalie has a nose piercing, so she's not going to get married until she's 40. Like, what the fuck is the connection? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying is actually really Persian in a way. Yeah. Be more wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I have a fear of marriage, honestly. What are you afraid of? I don't know. Like, I feel like a normal girl has yeah. dreams about marriage, but every dream that obviously you can't remember all your dreams, but any dream I remember that has to do with marriage, it's me crying, running away from the from the wedding, and leaving the guy at the altar. One of them, the guy started crying at the altar because he realized I wasn't showing up and I saw him crying in front of everyone. So I felt so bad. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk down the aisle. But right before I walked down the aisle, I called my lawyer. I'm like, can you drop some divorce papers so I can come sign them tomorrow? I'm just marrying this guy out of pity. Like, every dream I have about marriage is me freaking out trying to escape. (laughs) I mean, I think that says more about, like, the pressure that you have on it. And, like, when something is held to such a high standard... Then you're just kind of like, fuck it. I don't even want to like get involved at all. The thing is, nobody's pressuring me. It's more seeing other people get married so young, and I've never even had a relationship. Social pressure, and it's like, and it's like, I don't want to get married now, but I would like to take the next step. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. But like, for example, my grandma. She was married off at 13 and had her first kid at 14. So she always tells me, she's like, don't do what I was forced to do. Like, live your life. Like, have a job. Like. Like, whatever. Like, she was always, like, telling me to, like, not be like her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard It's hard to understand, like, where our motives come from and, like, what's external and what's actually something that you want and are, like, self-motivated by, you know? Like, do you really not want to get married or do you not want to get married because it's a reaction to your community? So or now, your social, or your now that you're not, like, stuck in the Persian community, like, being in school with all these Persians, like, how do you personally feel about marriage and... I mean, for so so for a long time when I was in high school, I was like, "Fuck marriage! I never yeah. want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I hate kids. Like, I like no. I went in the complete opposite direction. So, I, so like, no one can hold me to a standard that I would never be able to like measure yeah. up by. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like five years out of high school, I would like to get married. I would like to have kids. I actually really like kids. It took me like a little bit to like accept that, but I really do. Um, and I'm not. It's not about, like, doing everything perfectly. It's about doing all the things you want to do a little bit imperfectly, but learning along the way. You know, like, no one does anything perfectly, even if they appear perfect, like a lot of the Persians do sometimes. Like, relationships in general just appear perfect when they're on social media or, like, you know, in front of you. Well, I guess that's a good segue to talk about yours. Um, Because I'll, I guess I'll say how I know Maital. Um... I met Maital at a party uh, because she came up to me and she was like, oh, you're dating, blah, blah, blah. And basically, it's this guy I went on one date with who asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> um, and then he went around telling people that I was his girlfriend anyway, like showing people my picture. So Maital comes up to me at a party. She's like, oh, my God, you're blah, blah, blah's girlfriend. And I'm like mm. screaming. At the time. <laughs> I'm like, no. Like, I was so mad. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what did I say? And basically, like, he was obsessed with her for years as well and, like, was also, like, annoying her. So we kind of bonded over that and became friends. 
And then maybe like two months into our friendship, you started dating someone. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my friends, I'm like, ah, like Metallic never wants to hang out with me. Maybe she just realized she hated me, but I really thought we were meant to be friends. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not even mad, though, because she looks so happy in her oh relationship God. that I'm not even mad about it. I'm just so happy she's happy, even though she doesn't like me. And, like, like Anna and, like, Malky would be like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> it's like we had, we, it's like we were star-crossed lovers, had a summer fling, and then, like, like yeah. forever just saw each other on social media from afar. Yeah. And I was like, she just doesn't like me. It's okay. I'm just happy for her. Meanwhile, meanwhile, really, meanwhile, this relationship was a fucking nightmare. But on social media, you guys, like, I remember seeing your, like, Halloween posts, and you guys were, like, matching, and, like, it was, I was just like, oh my god, that is so perfect. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> I thought you guys were, like, the perfect couple. Um, the thing is, like, I, I don't have anything negative to say about him. Like, so yeah. he was He's, Persian, by the yes, way, to give context yes. for this. He really is a great person. He has, like, lots, like, I, I would like set him up with one of my like friends if I if I had a friend. My tall is so normal. I can't. <laughs> I really so, like, would like stable. even like weeks after we broke up. I was like I was like I really don't want him to be unhappy. Maybe I can. I'm like literally thinking like who would be good for him because I was just so not good for him and he was just so not good for me and we just kind of fed off of each other's toxicity and ended up dating for two years and it was like so. I would say it was it was very, very depleting at the time, but now I kind of look at it like it was so important because, it like, I couldn't be myself around him because we were so bad for each other when I was myself and when he was himself. Yeah. And so, like, just to, like, minimize the fights, I would just, like, m- mute myself. Yeah, you would tone yourself down. Exactly. So, like, what, what was it that didn't align? Like, who, what was him... Like, what was him being himself and what was you being yourself? Yeah, like, tell us exactly how I was dating a quote-unquote Persian guy. So, he was... Bless you. <laughs> he was a little... He was significantly older than me. Um, I say significantly, but... It was like, significantly. It was like... Okay, he's like seven years older than me. He's seven years older than me. So, at the time, I was... What? I'm sorry, it's the second time I got champagne up my nose. Are you good? No, I'm not good. Do you not see that I'm not good? Like, what do you mean? I've got a question. Um, we, yeah, so he's seven years older than me. I was 21 when we started dating. Okay, that's, okay. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, he was seven years older than me. It was that I was 21 and he was 28. Well, like, I was just starting my 20s when he was finishing them. That's normal Persian manner. Like, what sure, do you mean? sure. And like, I 21, guess 21, that's, that's my favorite age. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that age. Oh, you're a virgin? Oh, yeah. Honey. Oh, Oh, I teach you things. I guess. Don't worry. I buy you BMW. Honey, don't worry. I buy you diamond necklace. I buy you a (laughs) C-class. A C-class BMW. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Millie, you fucking Beverly Hills prick. Like, uh, C-class is not good. I can't wait. You. you should punch yourself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, keeping it real. Oh my god. Keeping it real. I love 21. Oh my god, I'm throwing up. So you're 21, he's 28. I'm 21, he's 28. Um and yeah, I mean I was I, I was just like kind of I didn't really know what I wanted out of a relationship. He was my first real relationship. Yeah. Um so I didn't really understand like what was normal, what wasn't normal, what to look out for, what like 
boundaries. I had no idea how to set boundaries in a relationship. It's crazy how the first relationship is like that. It's like, you don't know, like, how are you supposed to know? How do you set boundaries in a relationship? Like, you know, a romantic mm-hmm. relationship when you don't know what, what what lines are being crossed, where, where the lines even are, mm-hmm. because you're, you're in love, you know? And, like, you don't really have lines or boundaries when you're in love if you're not conscious of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, like, it, it was, it was, it was also just, like, I didn't know... And because he was so much older than me, and he had, like, so many relationships in the past, I was like, oh, like, he knows what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So I just kind of was, like, following his lead a lot of the things. And thinking, like, well, he must be right. Yeah. He, and, like, yeah. this is just how adults love. And I, and he knows better, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just kind of how it played out. And, like, it wasn't that he was, like, necessarily, a to- like, he wasn't a toxic person in and of himself. He was just really toxic for me because, like, like, for example, like, I... I'm a person who likes to meet new people. I like to, like, talk to people and, like, be really friendly and whatever. And he would get, like, super threatened by it. Like, even if it was, like, even if it was girls. And, like, like I remember I had, like, one friend, one coworker. She was, like, she was a girl. And, like, we would hang out sometimes. And he'd be, like, she wants to fuck you. And I'm, like, what? She's straight. And, like, that's not our friendship. And it would just make me feel like I was doing something wrong all the time. And, like, when I feel like I'm doing something wrong all the time, I feel like I, I I can't do anything right, so I shouldn't do anything at all. And then I start to, like, isolate myself. I start to, like, not know what the right thing to do is. Was like, he the type so of guy? So don't do anything. Was he the type of guy that, like, if someone flirted with you, he would make you feel like it's your fault? Like, you're being promiscuous? Like, you're bringing it upon yourself? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, even if people aren't flirting with me, he would take it like they are. Like, he just thought everyone was trying to fuck me all the time. So I, could, I, I was, like, scared to talk to people. Like, yeah. So, like, I would be like, oh, like, if my ex found out that I was, like, that I was talking to this person or something, he would get really upset with me. So I'm not going to talk to this person. Or I'm not going to, like... And then, like, I, I would... Like, it's not like... It wasn't like I was hiding things. I just would stop doing things that would upset him, but everything would upset him. So it would it became like so suffocating, and like it really like we like start like the first like month or two that we were dating, it was like a really beautiful thing where like we would kind of like support each other and whatever. And then like as time went on, it became really suffocating. Just I I like it. We just smothered our love into like in, into like this death and like. I would say, like, after six months was, like, kind of when we should have stopped dating, but we ended up continuing for the next year and a half because we just were constantly trying to get back to those first two months. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I could relate to that in a way, but if it wasn't, if the foundation of the relationship wasn't on having similar values and, like, what was it on? Like, what did you... What do you, what, what attracted you to him? What did, like... I mean, and, and, but the thing is, like, when you're two months into a relationship, like, there's so many other things at play. Like, it's, it, like, it's like having a friend. Like, you just made a new friend, right? And, like, it doesn't really matter if your friend has similar values to you for the first two months you're friends. Then I was like, do you guys get along? <laughs> LOL, I'm, a di- I'm, like, a really different person. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. I don't know. Like, really, like, it was just, like, very surface level had the same values. Like, we both, like... I don't know, we both wanted something that we can, like, grow with, like, we both, I think also, like, I don't know, I think he really liked the idea of me, but then when we, when things got, like, when shit hit the fan, he didn't actually like me, like, he didn't actually want someone who's yeah. free spirited, oh, he I didn't feel, actually want that. I feel that a lot, like, a lot of guys say, like, oh, I want a girl who likes to go out and who likes to party and who has her own friends and her own life, but then when they meet someone like me, they're like, 
I want a girl to be codependent. Like, I want her to, like, be obsessed with me. I want her to, like, yeah. always need me. And no one wants to say that even to themselves. Yeah. Right? Because then they, they have to confront the fact that, like, these are things that they, like, value. Yeah. And no one wants to say, I value codependency. Yeah. You know? Even though that's yeah, but tactless what it is. The, tr- the truth is a lot of guys can't handle a girl that is just very independent and does her own thing and is free-spirited. Like, it's just, like... A lot of guys still have this primitive thing inside them that they still want a girl to, like, need them constantly. They just always want to feel needed, whether it's, like, for money or just for love and, like, affection, attention. Like, and then when they meet a girl who, like, doesn't need those things, like, Mm -hmm. who might want that affection and attention but who doesn't need it and can do her own thing, they're like, wait, fuck, like, I don't know if I want this. Yeah, and I well, think... Well, like, they'll be into it at first. I mean, obviously, we're generali- generalizing. Exactly. There's, like, different... a generalization, like, obviously. No, I know, I'm just, like, stating it yeah. so people don't... Because everyone <laughs> is, like, we're racist, we're... Sexist. We're vapid trash. We're vapid trash. My favorite. Um, um, what were you going to say? Maytel? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yes, Maytel. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, the thing is... Like, I don't know who started it, but, like, when one of us started being toxic, the other just kind of followed suit, and, like, we would feed what off each other. What is being toxic to you? Like, being toxic is being your worst self. That is being toxic to me. So, like, him being super jealous would bring out this side of me that was, like, really insecure, and that's me being toxic. Because when I'm really insecure, I need a lot of validation, and when I need a lot of validation, like, he would, like... He'd be like, why do you need me to tell you why I love you? And I would just be like, why can't you know me? You know what I mean? And it's just like a constant <laughs> endless cycle of just like like taking the worst parts of ourselves and like painting us with it. And like it, it just like and we just ended up being like like shitty people to each other. And like I was a hundred percent a shitty person to him because I I just wasn't being myself. You know? Or like yeah. I was being myself, but I was it, I'm not gonna say it wasn't an accurate representation of me because it's a part of me. But it wasn't, it wasn't the part of me that I'm proud of or that I want represented all the time. Yeah, and, like, we're still young and growing our personalities. Um, I wanted to ask about, like, his family. Did you meet his mom? Oh, his <laughs> parents loved me. Oh, <laughs> this was a very non-typical Persian situation. Yeah, like, his parents loved me. Because she's not Persian and, like, usually that's, like, a no-no. Yeah. Um, I, I, that was definitely something I like, thought about going into this relationship. I was like, oh, my God, his parents. What's going to happen? When I first met his, like, when I was first going to dinner to, like, meet his How parents. How long, like, into dating did you meet? <laughs> it was, like, three months. Oh, okay. Oh, oh wow. Something like that. Um, every, we moved really quickly. I was his girlfriend within two weeks. We were saying wow. I love you within three weeks. Wow. That scares me. Wow. Yeah. And, like, again, like, it was my first relationship. I had no idea, like, how yeah, fast or slow happens. these things should, like, should go. So, yeah, I was super nervous meeting his parents. I was like, ah, I remember. And they were, like, really nice and, like, really sweet. His mom really liked me. His, like, aunts really liked me. And, like, oh, wow. But really he, he also, like, he honestly hated a lot of the best things about you. I, I don't know if he, like... I just think he was threatened by them, and because he was threatened by them, I was like, oh, I don't want to make him feel threatened, and then I would stop being those things, even, like, whether or not he liked them, you know? But that doesn't make you shitty, that just makes him insecure. I know, but also, like, I can't say, like, he hated those parts of me, I can just say, like, his reaction to them made me mute them, and, like, I think he also was like, you're not the person I started dating at the end of our relationship, and I wasn't, I was, like, 
Like, you guys would not have recognized me. I was, like, so quiet, insecure, like, jealous. So, like, like I just want... I, like, I would go to the party and then want to leave immediately. I just, like... N- I was so uncomfortable in my skin. Like, it was... I just... I felt like shit all the time. It was, like... It was really bad. It was, like, a very dark place. And it was, like... It was a dark place that I, I was in for the longest I've ever been in a dark place. It was, like, over a year that I was, like, in that place. And how did you, like, realize you needed to get out of it? I was, like, itching to break up with him. Like, it was, like... I, I, I Like, it wasn't that I necessarily, like, wanted to end things with him because I was so dependent on him at that point. But, like, it was that I needed a change and, like, I knew that he, he had become my whole life and if I broke up with him, my whole life would change. You know? I feel that. So, like, I, 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 like, tried to break up with him a million times. I would, like... Uh, like, I would unpack all my shit from his room and, like, put it back together before he came home so he wouldn't notice. Because I was, like, so nervous of the consequences of, like, of that. Or, like, I would... Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. We would get into a fight. Every fight we got Wait, into. Wait, that actually sounds like such a crazy girl move to do. Like, oh, just pack like your shit up and be like, I'm going to break up with him. And then be like, oh my God, he's going to notice I'm breaking up with him. And then unpack it and put it all where it was. None of it oh was rational. God, the amazing. entire relationship was irrational. That's, oh I feel like God. that's so many relationships I know. Like, people will come to me and they'll be like, I'm going to leave him. I'm just going to go get him all my stuff tonight and I'm going to leave him forever. And, like, I've learned my lesson. Like, I don't tell, I won't, like, motivate someone to break up with someone even if I think. Like, yeah, because someone they don't, they hate you. Yeah, so I'm just going to be like, them. you know, do what's best for you. Like, think of, like, you know. But it's I like, don't know, that's a talk. I don't uh, know if they're, like, I feel you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've gotten into some fucked up situations for voicing my opinion on people's. Really? Like, I just, I. I kind of, like, at the end of it, everyone was like, oh, my God, thank God you broke up with him. Like, you haven't been yourself in so long. And I was just like, why the fuck wouldn't you, like, tell me that while we were dating? Like, I almost got, like, pissed. Well, okay, to be fair, me and my other friend voiced our opinion a lot with this one mutual friend we had. um, That she's not herself anymore now that she's with him and blah, blah, blah. And she ended up marrying him, and she doesn't talk to us anymore. So, like, it doesn't, like... You can't blame your friends for not wanting to voice no, their opinion. They probably thought you were going to marry him. You thought you were going to marry him. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was expecting to be engaged soon, which is fucking crazy. I was literally in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll probably get divorced. But, like, it's better than being confrontational right now. Like, literally, what? I would, like, ra- like, not, like, consciously, but I would, like, rationalize it in my head like that. Wow. It was it was really crazy. And, like, it's not that I blamed my friends necessarily or my family. Because my family would say the same thing. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you were so depressed for so long. Wait, really? Your family also? Like- yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, was, and I was just kind of like, why wouldn't you tell me that? Because in my mind, I was like, everyone 
this is great in everyone else's <laughs> eyes. There's probably something I can't see. There's probably something wrong with me. Oh, wow. So, like, and I was, and I was, like, so, in that time, like, th- these are the toxic parts of me. I was, like, doubting myself so much that I'm, like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know That's what's right so for me. so nice that your family voiced those reasons, like, no, they I wish... didn't. They only no, no, I'm sorry, not voice that they noticed those things. Like, till this day, sorry, I don't know why I'm talking with a pencil. <laughs> till this day, like, when I was in a long, like, really messed up relationship, my parents never have commented, and I'm just realizing this now, they never commented on, like, my behavior. They were never like, oh, you seem down. Oh, you seem this. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll go ask, call my mom after this and ask her, but it was always like, even when I was with him, they were like, he's wrong for you he's not good like this is bad about him this is like you know what i mean it was just like why he was a bad person and it Mm -hmm. was never like we've noticed you act like this recently when you come home or Mm -hmm. like we notice it's like yeah because with persian parents like they just never want to deal with things they'll just they'll just be like drink china but yeah that my therapist said he's like you guys just throw things under the rug yeah china but under the persian like, rug we just throw it the persian rug. that's why they're full of patterns and anyone who follows our instagram account like i recently made a meme about like how persian like parents and grandparents try to fix everything with china but that's like their way of throwing shit under the rug under the persian rug it's like yeah. oh just drink china bots like your headache will feel better like drink china bots like i have won't to be say sad i have to say china bot is my hangover cure oh i feel you is that just tea it's tea with this uh little cu- sugar, sugar cube. but i also yeah. put rose water That's i cute. usually put i just oh yeah. millie makes a bomb tea with rose water and something Orange else oh, so good that sounds amazing uh yeah but basically like yeah, I could see why you were upset that, like, no one said anything to you because in your head you thought, everyone thought it was great. But yeah, no one, the thing is, even so if much. people tell you, no one can ever tell you. Like, it's always, at the end of the day, it's going to be you. Like, we're For all sure. alone in this world. Like, my mom, there's this Persian saying, and it's like, she's like, that scratch on your back, like, only you can itch it. Only you know exactly where True. it is. No that's one like, else can do it for you. And, like, that speaks to how, like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like, it's just, our, we're alone. 100%. You would have had, you had to break up with him I, on your own. I, exactly. And, like, I did come to that conclusion on my own a bunch of times. Like, literally, every fight we would get into, which was often, I'd be like, I'm over this. Ah, like, send me my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to, like, pick up my shit. Yeah, send, <laughs> send, send it to me in the mail. I was, like, so dramatic. The whole fucking thing was so dramatic. Um, but at the same time, because, like, when I'm depressed, I get, like, super, I, like, doubt myself everything about myself i doubt like i doubt even like my my decisions like like i can't make a decision i'm like paralyzed so like Mm -hmm. i I, like think i'm doing the wrong thing for me and like i think it might be right but i don't know and whatever and i think it would have been very helpful if someone just sat me down and was like this is wrong for you you're validated in your feelings like i needed someone to validate the fact that he was wrong for me and like no one would do that for me because no one wanted to be the person that i would like be mad at if we stayed together yeah you know and like i needed someone to just be okay with like i'm gonna tell you what's good for you even if you're pissed at me later you know like i think that's like an important person to have in your life and it's not that i blame them or resent them for it i just it just would have made it would have saved me so much time and like and like emotional like drainage do you really think you wouldn't i don't think it would have saved time yeah i don't know i don't think i don't know who knows because even if you agree like for me like same thing with my last relationship i very quickly realized this is toxic and i need to get out of it 
and the whole relationship i feel like it wasn't a relationship it was just like a month to month of breakup makeup breakup makeup and it's mm-hmm. like is that even dating at that point and yeah. it's like you're not even focused on it because the whole time like you know it's bad and you're just trying to figure out the best way to escape and like i knew it was wrong but it was like it just somehow wouldn't it was like a saga it was like never ending like how do you end it i knew mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean people told me it was wrong i knew it was wrong but you're but you it feel takes, trapped you feel trapped it's like it's like why do, it's like why can't you just cut it it's like i don't know it's like you know what i mean like it's easier to say than i yeah to this like i don't even know like people ask me like why would you stay in something so long that you weren't happy in? and i have no idea I just don't have an answer. And I've, like, I've really thought about this. I don't know. And what do you mean? Like, that That just happens all the time. There's so many women in abusive relationships. I know, also, but that's scary of... because that could happen again to me. You know? Like, it's scary to say this is why I didn't end it. This is what I can change next time. Yeah. Like, I can't say that because I have no idea. Well, hopefully you meet someone nice and that doesn't happen to you. No! That's the fuck to say. <laughs> really that's the optimist. Fear yeah. <laughs> that's the first time anyone's What, said that. what is a really nice guy? I, I don't know any nice guys. And any of the nice ones, nobody wants to date them because they're nice. That's not true. The thing is, there's a difference between, like, okay. Like, my ex was I, really nice, but he wasn't necessarily kind. Like, you know? Yeah, that, this, thank you for bringing that up. Like, yes. yeah, he was, like, really courteous and, like, had, like, lots of manners and would put his napkin on his lap every time he went to dinner. Well, that's but, also like, so Persian. The whole fake courteous shit, like, having, like, such, like, like It's real. It's a value of his. He really like, values, like, manners. Well, that's very Persian. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's fake. It's, like, putting up a front, like. I guess. I, I don't it's know. It's very poserish. It's just, like, he wasn't warm. Like, I remember we were at his apartment one time and, like, one of his neighbors, like, knocked on the door. They were, like my age maybe younger and they were like oh like we got locked out of our apartment like can we just use your fire escape to like climb to our window and he was like oh like it's bolted in like i'm not gonna i'm so sorry like whatever and like i didn't say anything but it wasn't bolted in like oh like God. he could have let I them in and he closed the door and i was just like i was like why wouldn't you just let them in and he was like why does he make feel bad about everything well and he like freaked out at me and i'm like i would i wish the person that i was with would be the person who like yeah. goes out of his way even to lend a hand. Not like that, not lend a hand when it's knocking on your door. Like go out of your way to lend a hand. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That See. reminds me of like my mom growing up. Cause my mom is so Israeli. I remember one time on our way to Shabbat dinner at my grandma's house, and my dad's mom. She saw this couple pulled over on the side of the road, and she and she's like, okay, like, I'm going to, like, see like, what's wrong with them. Oh, I know this story. And they're like, oh, like, our engine, something with our engine, like, we just need to fill this jug with hot water and pour it in, because apparently they were driving to the guy's family, and his family's religious and wouldn't answer the phone because it was Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And they had no way of telling them they're not making it to dinner on time because their car is broken, and they just had, like, no way for anyone to help them. It was, like, way back in the day when, like, there were flip phones. I was, I was like, probably, like, eight or something. And, like, they just had no way of, like, getting off the highway. So my mom, like, took the wife, like, the woman, drove her with me to my grandma's house. She said, go upstairs with her to your grandma's apartment. Like, fill the jug with hot water, and I'm going to drive her back to her husband, and then I'll come for dinner. And I remember taking her upstairs and, like, all my dad's family is, like, who the fuck is this woman and where's your mom? I'm, like, oh, my mom's helping someone. And they're all just, like, <laughs> staring. Like, why? Like, why? Like, I don't understand. 
Like, I don't know, it's just, I feel like it's very Persian to, like, be fake, like, super courteous. Like, when someone comes to your house, you ask them a million times, do you want water? Do you want something? Are you okay? But you know in your head the answer is supposed to be, no, I don't need anything. So they're not actually being courteous. They're just being polite. Okay, but please don't, I don't know, I don't know. That's a huge generalist. I don't think that's a race thing. I know a lot of... I don't feel comfortable in most Persian houses to actually say yeah. I have a lot of, like, Persian family members who are, like, really open of course like, there's exceptions to every rule but like i feel like that's a huge thing with persians is that like they just be i don't nice. think so. it was like taroff nice. is like a cultural thing yeah for sure. no i know no taroff is one thing but like i think a lot of people feel very hot like there's there's a good taroff and there's a bad taroff like but i feel like i'm obligated persians to are known for having like very hospitable warm homes uh, i don't know i feel like i'm always obligated to taroff when i'm in a persian household and it pisses me off i think that's like, great I have no patience because for people it. in a, i don't know i don't know i didn't grow up in la i can't talk about la persians but like i know like great neck persians like just always feel obligated to tar off and it bothers me. Yeah, I mean, just like the cultural concept of being like, I have to say no a good amount of times before I say yes. Yeah. Like, no, why? I, so I wasn't saying about that. I was saying about like, I don't think they're fake offers. I really do think like, even if like a Persian person hates you, they still want to make sure you ate something. Right. Yeah. Like, that's totally a trope in Persian culture. It's I don't like, know. I've, I've seen non-Persian people say yes right away, and then later, like, they'll talk shit behind their back and be like, oh, my God, did you see how poor no, she I'm was? No, I'm not talking like, about Tarub. I'm saying, like, they still want to, like, they're still very generous if they're hosting. I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't but, say that. But they're that not that's... nice to strangers. Like, that's not, like... Oh, no. Exactly. Yeah. You see? That's a thing or like that like, bothers me. Or, like, non-Jews, for example. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, non-Persians, for example. Like, they, they're just not nice to strangers. Like, my, what my mom did for that woman, like, my dad's family looked at her like she was crazy. No, I guess I just don't want people going, like, non-Persians going to Persians house and thinking, like, oh, they actually don't want me. Like, they don't want me. No. Here. No, I How feel like they actually really want... If you're at their house and they know you, they'll fucking feed you. They really want yeah. you to eat. No. But, like, no, they're not nice to strangers. The, Persians the worst. are always, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, was that? <laughs> no, the worst is a, in one of our early episodes, I, I was talking about how I went to, like, my Ashkenazi Jewish friend's house for Shabbat. And it was fucking Shabbat dinner. And they're like, oh, do you want a plate? Do you want food? I was like, no, I'm okay. And they didn't give me a plate, and I didn't eat anything, and I just watched everyone ate for the whole for the whole dinner. So just why, do you do why, why did you do that? Why did you say no? Okay. Well, because I was in middle school, and I've never been to a non-Persian okay. Shabbat dinner before, or non-Israeli, like, a non-Middle Eastern Shabbat dinner, so I didn't realize that when I say no the first time, they're actually going to listen and be like, okay, she's not eating. And I was, like, shocked. I was starving, and then I was too embarrassed to say that I'm actually hungry, so I just sat there and didn't eat. It was really traumatizing. That's a classic for middle me, school story. I know, yeah. right? Like, but, the, complete culture. Yeah. it kind of i realize this sometimes still happens to me where it's like it's not even that i'm trying to tarof but like subconsciously it's so built within me the tarof system that i actually can't tell if i'm hungry or not <laughs> and what i genuinely want because i'm like having so much like subconscious anxiety of like what's the proper way to act that i'm like oh i'm okay for now actually but it's like i don't even i can't even tell if i'm hungry or not yeah i used to feel like that too because um, I used to feel, because, like, being, like, the youngest out of, like, not the youngest, but, like, seconds youngest out of five siblings, and, like, my parents and all that, I was always, like, like, oh, do you want it? I'd be like, no, it's okay, like, you guys have it, you know, yeah. like, it's, uh, who am I? I don't need that much anyway. Yeah, I have only child syndrome, where, like, my parents, like, do you want it? I'm like, give me all of it. They're like, no, you have to share with it. Literally, my parents will get mad at me sometimes, because I'll finish all of the food, 
and they'll be like, we wanted to eat too. And I was like, mm, too bad. <laughs> like, That's so funny. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, a lot of, so like now I'll, I'll like, I've worked on it. I like take a second and I'm like, do I want this? And then if I, the answer is yes, then I say yes. And that's it. And, like, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. And like I still tar rope. I can't help it. I mean, you just have to... The thing I think is, it's charming. I like the I think it's charming. Okay. The thing is, you I'm get you get good forever. at anything you do often. Even, like, terrible habits. You know? Like, even, like, bad stuff, you get good at it if you do it enough. Yeah. You know? But, like, it's it's all a choice at the end of the day. <laughs> taro. Taro is not a choice, it's a way of life. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't choose the Taro of life, it chose me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh man. But yeah, that was my experience with a Persian man. <laughs> well, you never even answered, like, how did you break up? <laughs> oh, how did we break up? Um, we, okay, we broke up. Oh my god, I like, almost forgot for a second. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. See, time heals everything. Time heals everything, baby. No, I don't know. Okay. It does. Shut up, Natalie. Okay, so I... Oh, he had gone away, like, for vacation for, like, a weekend. And, like, he came back on a Sunday. And I was like, oh, like, let's hang out. Like, you've been gone. We were dating for two years. We both, like, you know, the expectation is that, like, we yeah. miss each other. Um, and he, like, didn't want to see me. Like, he was like, oh, I'm really tired, ah, whatever. And I'm like, what? Like, why don't you want to see me? That's so offensive. <laughs> he was like, oh. he was like, no, like, I just, I just want, like, time myself. Like, why do you have to make it about you? And, like, it, everything was a fucking fight. Shit. And, like, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And, oh, and then we we're, all, like, on the phone, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And he was like, let's just hang up before we say something we don't mean. Whoa. And I was like. It's so many of you. Yeah. yeah. So and I was, I was just like. Okay, fine. So then we hung up. And then the next day, oh, I had his I had his keys. I had the keys to his apartment because he, like, gave me the keys to, like, chill while he was, like, away. Mm-hmm. So the next day I was like, oh, like, I'll drop off your keys before class. So I came to his office and, like, we still were kind of fighting-ish because, like, we had just had this really weird conversation the night before. Um, and I dropped off the keys and we had a little bit of, like, an argument and then, like, I left his office and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I like texted him this and I was like, I was like, just send me my stuff. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and he was like, and then he was, and then he like didn't answer. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I love you. Like, I want to work on this. Like, for like, forget it. <laughs> Essentially. I was like, I was like, cause I would, I would fucking do this all the time. I was like dying to break up with him, but I just couldn't. I, know. I was like, you know what? Like, I love you. Like, let's work on this. Like, like, yeah, like, you're fucking annoying, but, like, we can work we can work on this, basically. And he was, like, actually, like, I've been thinking about... This is the first time he, like, had ever said anything like this. He's like, actually, like, I've been thinking about, like, breaking up, and, like, I think it'd be best for us, and whatever. And, like, I, when I tell you, like, the wind was knocked out of me, <laughs> I was literally, like, on the subway. I was, like, I was going to class, right? So I just, deci- I just decided I wasn't going to go to class. I was literally just standing in the subway station in the same position texting him for like two hours just like back and forth and like I couldn't move or like breathe like it was I, like I know that feeling oh my so god well. I like couldn't yeah. breathe I was like what like this person who I made my entire life my best friend I didn't have any friends at this point no friends no hobbies <laughs> n- nothing but this person is telling me that he's n- no longer in my life like what am I even doing you know and I'm just like I'm like no like stop you don't mean this blah whatever we're going back and forth 
And then he was like, I was like, can we at least talk about this in person? And he was like, I guess that's fair. And he was like, I'm like at work, like come after work or something at like 6 p.m. This is at like one o'clock. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I can't like, I'm like dead. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, I obviously can't go to class. I'm like a fucking wreck. Like, I can't think of anything right now. So I just sat in the subway. For five hours? I sat in the subway. Wow, that's insane. For five hours? I Why couldn't do like anything. Shop, at least. Oh my God, I couldn't move. I can't, ex- like, I, like For my world. For five hours? Guys, my world was ending. It was insane. And it, like, it, I didn't know what to do. I could, I had never, I, I wasn't prepared. It was a whole thing. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> and then. Because we know sometimes we are prepared for breakups. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, gotta be prepared oh my god you do though you always have to be in the back of your mind like this could end any minute you know never get too comfortable anywho no such thing whatever Uh, anywho so (laughs) six o'clock rolls around I come to his office like I've been hysterically crying all day and like and on the subway like literally people are like looking at me and they're like are you okay and I'm like yeah (laughs) like what am I supposed to say to you stranger like what And then they, like, leave feeling good about themselves. <laughs> it's like, oh, I helped a crying girl. Like, shut up. <laughs> anyway. I go to the office. Those people say something to you. <laughs> Millie's like, nobody cares when I cry. I would rather no one say anything to me while I'm crying. No, I love it. Because I always me? look angry and scary. But can see, show up to the office. <laughs> show up to the office. He's, like, doing work. Like, he's, like, not even paying attention to me. Oh, my God, I can't. But That's I honestly, scared. he always had an issue, like... Co- with confrontation like anytime we would have a fight he'd be like on his phone arguing with me like arguing with me but on like scrolling through instagram like he it was like an what? escape mechanism like he couldn't look at me while we were like in a bad place what's his sign not that i even know anything about us honestly yeah. i do uh. that too people like, do that i don't like to get emotional so yeah exactly. so i'll like not look at the person I'll yeah you never make icon yeah yeah i mean yeah. i knew exactly what he was doing but it was like frustrating because i'm like you're breaking my fucking heart like at least look at me while you do it you know and, like, we're, like, going back and forth. And, like, and I was, like, I'm, like, devastated. I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, stop, please. Like, we can work on this. Like, I'm just still so willing to work on this. And he was just, like, I'm not anymore. And then I was, like, I just, like, I I was already mourning this for, like, six hours beforehand. Like, straight. So then I just, like, kind of, like, I, like, picked myself up. Like, gathered, like, the little dignity I had loved. Mm. And I was, like... I respect your decision. I was like, you know what? Like, I respect your decision. Like, I accept it. Like, like, let's hug it out. Like, I was like, then I, I was like, can I like have a hug? And he was like, I don't know, that's a good idea. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. You think it's a good idea. And we're just kind of like laughing at this point. Like, I just like I didn't know what was happening. You're I such a funny person. Here. <laughs> I was literally like malfunctioning. <laughs> so then we, I give him a hug, and I was like, uh, I was like, I love you. And he was like, and he like looked away, like he couldn't even like look at me. And I was like, okay, like, bye. And then I left, and I, and I didn't see him again. And then I went straight to yoga and cried my fucking heart out. <laughs> wow, you're a trooper. The amount of friends never... I have who've cried in yoga recently, <laughs> mostly because of boys, it's just, like, a funny. They should have, instead of, like, a hot yoga, they should have, like, a fuckboy yoga. Where people Wait, just Where people genius. just go to cry during yoga, and everyone's crying, and it's just, like, this huge emotional It's the experience. next Uber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Every startup is the next Uber. I know. Wait, oh my god! Uber of this. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck boy yoga, and everyone just cries. Yeah, such a good idea. Yeah, so that happened. Wow, you know that's the biggest favor he's ever done for you. 
oh my god literally literally like weeks later i was like i know god exists because he broke up with me <laughs> like i swear same same i was like it's crazy how we want to be the ones to break up with them yeah and no, then, but i was i was so relieved that he did like yeah oh, like a weight it's kind of easier easier you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to yeah. like worry about whether it was a right decision or not because it wasn't your decision to make and then it just you just got to like i don't know like yeah. I, I would rather be the person getting hurt than the person hurting because it makes me feel it, make, it hurts me more it makes me feel like a bit worse person and it's like contemplate this whole like moral no conundrum. you know oh uh, yeah so that was my experience with persian men <laughs> wow <laughs> And moral of the story is, don't date Persian men. Kidding. Just no, kidding. I recently heard a re- like, someone messaged me like, well, first off, everyone loved our last episode with Kevin. Oh shout out God, to I Kevin. Love, shout out to Kevin. Hi, we love you. Um. Yeah, it was a really funny episode, but like, yeah, we got I got some messages like, oh, you know, like not all Persian guys are are crazy or like whatever. And, bad and I'm like no I know like obviously that's we're just joking around and then you know like for the millionth time like a guy told me a really crazy story about a Persian girl and like well everyone knows Persian girls are crazy what do you mean no but like really like where I'm starting to hear like more stories about share this story I'm curious no I need to hear the story now why can't you share it nothing just like this girl was being super manipulative like trying to act like she was looking for a relationship like you know there's when you meet a guy on a dating app there's like two different types of talking there's like the casual sense where you're like flirting and it's just like about having sex i think and then there's the kind of talking that it's like oh my god look at us bonding over things we're both like mutually passionate about and then like talking about family like there's like sentimental flirting and then there's like whatever objective Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it so she was she was trying to like get underneath the skin and like get at it from this romantic way and then somehow like on the first date they like she invited him to her apartment they never even met before and like asked him to stay the entire weekend and what yeah yeah like super weird weird and um like was just like immediately trying to cuddle and be really intimate and he was like oh i think this is moving a bit fast like not like no no like nothing sexual but just like was trying to be intimate which i think is even stranger um but then the whole time she was like literally like a million guys were texting her and she was texting them back like calling them baby and like sending them weird romantic shit she's a she's a fuck boy she's a fuck boy yeah and it was like just really other but like other but then crying out of no like just like really weird crazy bipolar shit and like i i don't want to like get into too much detail i can't be too specific but like crazy manipulation i mean that's fuckboy behavior like girls be fuckboys too that's a lot of manipulation for sure because she's trying to be like you're so special making me feel special while she's talking to a million other guys making her feel special yeah i think that's just like a it's like very common when you're young it's like you still could have legitimate feelings for someone but you also like can't let go of like all the attention and validation you're getting from other people 
I think it's, it's like, more about the validation than it is about the person. I mean, that's why a lot of no, people exactly. don't post their relationships on Instagram. Like, a lot of girls and guys, in the beginning of a relationship, they don't want everyone knowing they're in one because they don't want to lose all of their admirers who, like, DM and comment on their pictures and, like, DM yeah. them about their stories. Like, people don't want to lose those admirers. They're like, I'm not going to make it obvious I have a boyfriend. Like, that. Like I see so many girls like that. Oh, when you were dating your ex, did he um, post photos together? Like oh, a- no, that was a whole thing. That, like, when we were, like, dating, like, four months in, he would, he was, he got, like, really pissed at me. We had, it was this whole fight. I was, like, away in Vegas on, like, a work conference. Mm-hmm. And, like, I posted a photo or something, and he, he, like, started this whole argument with me about how I never post about him and, like, how it, like, I was like, what am I hiding? And, like, this whole thing. And I was like, I'm literally trying to work. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, what's happening? And then, like, a year and a half in, I was just like, well, like, you did this whole thing. And, like, you're still not, like, being public about me. Like, what's the deal? And but he, were you public about him? Yeah, because at that point, I was just like, like, I felt like we had this whole argument. So then I, I, like, felt, like, kind of guilt. I was, like, guilted into posting about him. Like he, that's the thing. It was a control thing. It was a possession thing. It was that like he needed me, him to like he needed me to be his. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't willing to like make him mine. In yeah, a way, you know, it, like make it official in like a in in a public, really public way. Like all his friends knew about me, and his family knew about me, obviously. But like, I don't know. It was it was weird, and I was just like. Were Why? you mad about it? Like, it wasn't so much mad as I was like, can you just explain? Yeah. You know, like, I was just confused. And he was like, I don't understand. Like, you, you like, you put so much, like, importance on social media. It just, like, made it, like, about, like, my value system. And I was uh, like, it's not oh about my, my value system. gaslighting you. He was oh constantly God. gaslighting me. I and I was like, it's not about my value system. I just don't understand why. It, like, he was like, I was stupid when I got into a fight with you. I'm like but it was important to you and like you obviously understand why it would be important to you like how do you not see how it would be semi-important to me and it wasn't even that like i was like if you don't want to post it i mean you have a valid reason why like i get it but like i would just like to know the reason and he just couldn't give me one and then like he finally posted about me like three weeks before we broke up (laughs) why literally that's hilarious that's so seinfeldian (laughs) And and then he deleted it obviously how long after I never posted photos of my ex um just because like I was kind of hiding the relationship to begin with for my family but I don't know I'm like curious this is so fucking loud welcome to New York fucking garbage trucks no I know I should have closed the window though um yeah I guess I'm curious like how long after the breakup do you delete photos oh that night (laughs) <laughs> I deleted everything that night. Like the second I walked out of his office, I know I deleted all keep the photos. It. I know people who do too, and like it's not like I'm against keeping it. It's just like sometimes I'll look at my profile and I don't want to look at his face. Yeah, yeah. You know? or like yeah. at least like for the f- first like. But why do you think after. other people don't? Okay. Or like they don't delete I, tagged photos. Like, I understand I don't get that. why other people don't because for them it's like this was still part of my life. This was still a moment that I remember and enjoyed in the moment and still love so why should i erase it completely like it was still part of my life and i enjoyed it in the moment just because it's over now doesn't mean like it wasn't good when when we had it yeah i think that's understandable i just it was more of like i just don't want to look at you for the next few weeks kind of thing yeah you know 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, it's not about, like, oh, I'm, because I'm deleting it, it's bad. It's just, like, I don't want that in my life. Like, it's just not, it's not part of me anymore. Exactly. Like, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. I don't want to fucking look at it. It's just not part of me anymore. I'm trying yeah. to, like, move forward. <laughs> I, I have a family member that uh, at one point was so mad at her husband. The, okay, this is, like, like, we're a new generation, so, like, for us, it's, like, deleting Instagram pictures. But this was, like, the old-fashioned version of getting mad at a guy she cut his head out of every picture that she had with I love him. that. Oh, my gosh. There's, like, That's a million amazing. family pictures at family events, and it's just, like, one little hole missing where his head was. That's so funny. Like, it's so funny, like, how... But it's so 1980s. Exactly. Even 90s. Like, it's just so funny how we have this whole new generation of, like, deleting Instagram pictures, but, like, back then it was cutting his head out of the photo. Like, it's just hysterical. It kills me, like, how different everything is. Well, on that note, thank you, Maytal, for coming on. And thank you for telling us about your experience with I feel like this was a good breakup episode. It was a good, good, like, breakup. I know the name of the episode. What is it? I chose the name this time. What What is it? It's going to be DGW. No, DGM. WGM. WGM. Yeah. I think it's the WGM is the new DTF. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace out. See you guys soon. Peace out. Peace out. What the fuck, Millie? I'm just... Khodafiz. Shab b'khir. Shab b'khir. Pasha! Look at that bar, buddy. We Ch- all have that one grandparent who wakes you up with that pasha. China bought me high. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.